Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, September 11th, 2018, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our special guest this evening is Dr. Lori Moore, who is known internationally as a respected reader, animal communicator, and spiritual teacher. She began the many awakening experiences ushered through by Divine Ma inside her own heart and Jesse Justin Joy, her feline guru. Lori Moore has appeared in hundreds of venues as, as universal love and animal communication satsang leader, keynote speaker, multiple dimensions communication expert, graduate psychology professor, Goya yogic and meditation teacher, and seminar teacher. She'll be talking about oversouls tonight who can send their soul energy into more than one body, more than one reality, and more than one species. They may send themselves into two to playfully enjoy one another or carry out a life task. The oversoul may stay on the other side to love and supervise the part of the self sent into a body for a specific learning. And you can visit Dr. Lori's website at animiracles.com forward slash new. And that animiracles is spelled A-N-I-M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S. A-A-N-I, like animal, miracles.com forward slash new. She's got new stuff on the website. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank uh, Kathy and Jada for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Lori. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please click follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notice if you choose to get those notifications. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And if you want a stage two interpretation of that birthday chart, please order at least three months ahead of time to get it before your 10 hours because we do have a waiting list. So first off this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her fascinating Starseed News. Hey, Anastasia. Hey there, Ariel. Good evening, everyone. Great to be with you. Had a little computer issue just a moment ago, but lo and behold, it is resolved. So here I am. I oh, thought for a moment happy. you were going to be saying, I don't see Anastasia on the switchboard. But here I am. Oh, no. <laughs> it's great to be, to be with you. Uh, saved at the last second. 
Well, we've got lots of news tonight. And as you all know from hearing about uh, mainstream news, uh, the mid-Atlantic states are preparing for the storm surge as Hurricane Florence is barreling toward the Carolinas. Up and down the Carolinas, residents are rushing to safety and to ready their emergency kits, try to map out escape routes and secure their homes in preparation for the onslaught of potentially catastrophic rain and uh, high winds in this intensifying hurricane Florence. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, There has been a magnitude 6.5 earthquake that hit the Solomon Islands. It uh, happened uh, just a couple of days ago. There was no tsunami risk. We also had a cluster of small earthquakes that shook New Zealand as a magnitude 6.8 quake uh, rocked the Kermadec Islands. So again, and and again, we had another one in the Philippines. A 6.4 magnitude quake struck the southern Philippines. So as usual, the Ring of Fire is very active. And heavy rains have caused a spectacular flash flood in Toledo, Spain. Torrential rain just a few days ago on Saturday saw a flash flood rip through the village of Cibola in the Brit- in the Spanish province of Toledo. It was unfortunately coincided with the celebration of local fiestas. The waters uh, that were flowing from the nearby creek swept away vehicles in their rapids and also flooded basements and buildings and streets and so on. So they were really, really heavily inundated with water. The weather across the planet is cuckoo, really strange, really extremes from one end to the other. California is having, still having a problem with wildfires. Right now, the Shasta Trinity National Forest is experiencing a couple of uh, big blazes. One they just recent they just recently contained. Still another one is the last I checked was at 40,000 acres. I think that's the uh, Hertz fire or perhaps the Delta fire. I'm not reading this. I'm going from memory. Anyway, um, that is very slow to containment. Probably only five percent. They have closed sections of Interstate Five uh, south of Dunsmuir, California, to north of Redding uh, because of burning vehicles, tractor trailers, a danger to uh, Motorists uh, uh, and so on, and they've just recently opened that. So they've got their hands full all over the Pacific Northwest with fires and the damages from that. And now we have all of this water barreling into the East Coast and all over the world. It's either earthquakes or volcanoes or inundating rain or cold when it shouldn't be cold or too hot and droughts and all kinds of problems. So, very interesting times in which we live. And speaking of all of that volcanoes, the Fuego volcano is still unstable, by the way, as if you ever wondered, in Guatemala. It's, uh, it follows this uh, devastating and deadly eruption that happened in June. And right now, the volcano of fire, uh, otherwise known as the Fuego volcano, is spewing an avalanche of gas and rock known as pyroclastic flow. So it's still acting up. And uh, here is a really curious story just brought to my attention today by someone very dear to me, but I thank them. And uh, odd. The Sunspot Observatory uh, has been closed in Sunspot, New Mexico, they say due to a security issue. Well, listen to this. Uh, This might be one of the most uh, bizarre stories of 2018 so far. Uh, There has been an undisclosed security threat that has shut down the Solar Observatory in New Mexico. 
and really angered local authorities in the process. Now, the town of Sunspot, New Mexico, is remote, and it's the scene of this odd story when, late last week, the Federal Bureau of Investigation swooped in to shut down the solar observatory and post office for, quote, security reasons, end quote, forcefully evacuating employees and residents of the town with the help of the local sheriff, and nobody knows why. Nobody still knows why. (laughs) This sunspot observatory, they're telling people, is temporarily closed due to this security issue at this facility that's located 17 miles south of Cloudcroft in the Sacramento Mountains. This happened on Friday. And this is a, uh, an observatory that is owned by an association of universities for research in astronomy. This is privately owned. It's not a government-owned observatory. Uh, the spokesman for this association said, and I quote, The Association of Universities for Research in Astronomy, who manages the facility, is addressing a security issue at this time. We have decided to vacate the facility at this time as a precautionary measure. It was our decision to evacuate the facility. But the spokesman went on to say that they cannot comment on the specifics of the security issue. Well, still very odd. What's that have to do with the post office? Well, theories are all over the place in this very strange case. And the silence from the federal authorities has done little to quelch uh, the concerns of the local people. Now, even the local sheriff seems irritated over the stonewalling that he's getting. The uh, county sheriff uh, has been asked to be on standby, and he said, quote, the FBI is refusing to tell us what's going on. We've got people up there at Sunspot that requested us to stand by while they evacuated. Nobody would really elaborate on any of the circumstances as to why the FBI were up there, what their purpose was, nobody is saying. But for the FBI to get involved that quick and be so secretive about it, there was a lot of stuff going on up there. There was a Black Hawk helicopter, a bunch of people around antennas and work crews on towers, but nobody would tell us anything. They wanted us to help evacuate, but nobody would tell us anything, he said. And he goes on and on about this. He says, there was no threat. Nobody would identify any specific threat. We hung out for a while, and then we left. There was no reason for us to be there. Nobody would tell us what we're supposed to be watching for. Well, now, going on four days from the time the FBI takeover of the facility, there has still yet to be any explanation given by the authorities whatsoever, leading many people around the nation to wonder what the heck is going on with that. And again, it's not just about the the solar observatory, it's about the post office. They relocated the postal employees to a nearby post office, another town in New Mexico. And the Sunspot uh, post office is still closed down. Odd, very, very odd. All right, on to this story. Archaeologists in Turkey have found what they believe to be one of Christianity's most important sites. This is a chance discovery by a team of archaeologists in Turkey that may have revealed one of the most significant sites in the history of Christianity after years of fruitless searching. When Constantine I, the first Roman emperor (laughs) to convert to Christianity, 
when he chaired the Ecumenical Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. Bishops from across the world descended on a place called Lake Ascanius to iron out divisions in the early Christian church. Now, there's a modern-day lake for Lake Ascanius. It's there, only the name has changed to Lake Iznek, and this is in Turkey. And it has been for years the focus of archaeologists trying to find treasures from that Constantine time. Well, now as it turns out, um, what they had begun searching for was right in front of them the whole entire time. Because now, thanks to some new aerial photographs, new technology, these pictures clearly reveal the structure of a large church submerged underwater. And a Turkey archaeologist has done field surveys uh, without finding the church, but they called in experts who took these photographs, excuse me, and now they say that this church, the ruins of this church, could mark the site where the first council of Nicaea was held nearly 1,700 years ago. They also say that there is evidence that an earlier temple dedicated to the Greek and Roman god Apollo was probably located underneath the original church, and it was in an earthquake in 740 A.D. that destroyed the original church and caused it to sink below the lake. So, amazing. They say that 70% of the Earth's surface is hidden beneath the ocean, yet 95% of it remains unexplored. Oceans, lakes, uh, deep lakes, lots of things hidden under the water. Then more and more now they are beginning to discover. So, that kind of made me think of Uh, some of the discoveries or these possible discoveries of Atlantis in the Atlantic when I read that. You know, um, just the kinds of things that they're uncovering is fascinating. So there it is. And another uh, ocean story, by the way, speaking about uh, unexplored ocean. Strange footprints have been found on the bottom of the ocean floor by a deep-diving robot as part of a British study from the National Oceanographic Oceographic Center in Southampton. Scientists have ruled out the possibility of the mysterious tracks, which measure six and a half feet in length and 13 inches deep. And they were discovered uh, over two and a half miles below the surface of the Pacific Ocean between Mexico and Hawaii. Scientists have ruled out that these tracks are the result of human activity, such as mining or scientific operations, which means... What is it then? They said that the tracks are also too large to be created by fish or other deep-sea creatures. Now, here's the odd part about this story. You know, if I were were a real reporter, I would follow up on this and really (laughs) ask some tough questions. Because the story goes on to say, after it says that the tracks were too large to be created by animals, it goes on to say that... um, Experts are telling us, anyway, that the most likely culprits are deep-diving whales. And again, this statement is clearly contrary to what others have said about deep-sea creatures not being responsible. Well, the experts tell us that even though whales normally don't dive so deep, that they can occasionally plunge to a depth of two and a half miles and even more. I don't know about that. Does that answer satisfy all of you? Many no, people are uh-uh. claiming that UFO technology is the source of the tracks. So what do you think? That was they my really first need to pub- 
<laughs> they they really need to publish some pictures of things like this. I mean, my first mental image was a big foot with toes on it, okay? But I don't know what like these are. So, I don't know, maybe it's a, a big uh, imprint from a UFO. Don't know. A, a UFO leg or something. I don't know. Well, here's a, a funny story. Actually, I don't think it's funny, but another odd one. Uh, the article is titled Serial Offender. And I'm going to spell the word cereal for you. C-E-R-E-A-L, as in oatmeal or shredded wheat. Serial offender. A Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, the country, the authorities, uh, Saudi Arabia authorities arrest a man for having breakfast with a female colleague. They were eating breakfast together. Saudi authorities have arrested an Egyptian man after a video that was showing him eating breakfast with a female colleague went viral. Now, this man happened to film himself, selfie, you know, sitting behind, beside his co-worker, who was dressed in traditional Muslim clothing as they shared a meal together at their desk. The video shows the pair waving at the camera and showing off their food. At one point in the clip, the woman can be seen feeding a piece of food to the man, an action which appears to have fueled the online outrage and led to calls for her to also be punished. Now, one Twitter user said that a religious woman should put up barriers between her and her co-workers. She blamed the woman for the debacle, while another Saudi uh, Twitter person also posted why the woman was not being punished. <laughs> Quote, this person said, laughter, eating at the workplace. Where are your limits? She wrote. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. It is a big world out there, and not everybody thinks the way we do. Wow. This is fun. Hundreds of ancient gold coins were found last week in the basement of a former theater in, nor- in northern Italy. Archaeologists uncovered the jackpot in Como on the border with Switzerland. The coins date back to the late Roman imperial times in the 4th or 5th century, and were spilling out of a two-handed soapstone jar called an amphora that was buried in the dirt. Whoever placed the jar in that place, quote, buried it in such a way that in case of danger they could go back and retrieve it. I wonder what happened. They didn't come back for it. They were stacked in rolls similar to those seen in the bank today. The coins have engravings of various Roman emperors and do not go later than seven, uh, excuse me, 474 A.D. <clears throat> Many of them are much, much earlier. <clears throat> they think that that is probably an early Roman bank. Is that wild? Wow. And they also say that this is such a rare find. Coins are in perfect condition. There's a high quantity of them. Uh, they are. They range from. They cover all these Roman uh, reigns, the reigns of emperors. They are ecstatic. This is like, I don't know, the mother load of gold coin finds. They are. Everybody is ecstatic about this. Worth. They're priceless. They're priceless. In the basement of a former theater. So there you have it. Wow. Huh. Well, uh, coming back to the United States, let's talk about something serious here for a minute. 
Native American tribes have filed a lawsuit seeking to invalidate the Keystone XL pipeline permit. In a new bid to stop the Keystone XL pipeline, two Native American tribes are suing the Trump administration, saying that it failed to adhere to historical treaty boundaries and circumvented environmental impact analysis. As a result, they are asking a federal judge in Montana to rescind the 2017 permit and block any further construction or use of the controversial pipeline. Now, the Fort Belknap Indian Community of Montana and the Rosebud Sioux Tribe of North Dakota contend there was no effort to study how the 1,200-mile pipeline project through their respective territories would affect their water systems and sacred lands. A State Department spokesperson said that the agency had no public response to the lawsuit. And in August, this judge, this district judge uh, from Montana, uh, that ruled uh, the first time is the same justice who will be ruling on the Rosebud, excuse me, the Rosebud and Fort Belknap case, Belknap case, and um, this is the one that ordered the State Department to conduct a more thorough review of the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, so this was that judge that didn't think that they had done enough research, and this is the judge that will be hearing this lawsuit by the Indian tribes and they are contesting essentially the same thing that the judge also noted. So perhaps that will be highly favorable, and that would be a very good thing. And uh, there was a fireball object hovering in Toronto's night sky, Toronto. The city skies lit up on Thursday with what appeared to be a fireball-shaped object hovering in the night sky. The mysterious large ball appeared before midnight, prompting reports of UFO sightings in the localities of Pickering and Scarborough. These strange glowing orbs flickering in the eastern sky caused quite a stir on social media. Twitter users were sharing photos and videos of the unidentified object, and so they said that it just hovered in the sky without moving or even disappearing. We've all heard about triangular craft. Here's an interesting story, something to think about. A triangular object flying above Texas is claimed to have been a U.S. Air Force spy craft. Despite the aircraft that it was believed to be fulfilling surveillance missions outside the United States, this time it has apparently been spotted while spying inside the country, according to claims by researchers. Weird footage has emerged featuring the moment a man inadvertently caught on camera something that he could not explain. He stopped his car. He looked to the right into the blazing sunrise while on his way to work, and he saw something unusual in the skies above El Paso. He filmed it with his phone. He later looked at the footage just to realize that it was something inexplicable in the video, a triangular glowing object off in the distance. What people are saying now is they think that this triangular craft, and I've seen them, by the way, but they are telling people now that it looks like a TR-3B craft with the circles under each corner of the triangle. 
So they are saying that and one person who commented on this said that he recalled helping develop these aircraft at a top-secret base back in the 1960s. He says he remembers working tirelessly around the clock to fix all of the glitches in this triangular spy aircraft back in the 1960s. Uh, the supersonic TR-3 Black Manta, a covertly designed U.S. Air Force spy plane, is supposedly a triangular shape and is well known for being used in espionage missions well beyond the borders of the U.S. and recently. There are reports of it having been spotted over Russia and Australia. It is believed to have been led by the U.S. coalition during the first Iraqi war, the Gulf War, and um, to determine targets for Lockheed Nighthawk bombers, and now they are claiming that they are seeing it in this country doing its spy work here. So, UFO, government uh, spycraft, don't know, but interesting. To anyone who's seen triangular craft, and many of us have, um, hmm, there it is. There is a news article that says that the U.S. government has spycraft shaped just that way. What's it mean? I don't know. But there you have it. <laughs> so, it's going to be a great show tonight, Ariel, and from my heart to you and to all of the listeners, much love. Have a beautiful week, everybody, and we'll get back with you again next week, won't we, Ariel? Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Anastasia, for the Starseed News. You do such a great job with that and keep us all informed. So um, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. Okay, so now I'm going to get um, Lavendar's mic open and our special guest, Lori Moore. Let me get your mic open. Okay, we are set to go. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Nice, nice to have you back. And Lavendar, are you, um, you all ready to go? I'm ready to go. Oh, hey, Lori. All ready. So glad to have Hi, you back. Hi, Lavendar. Show. Great to connect with you. Yes. Yay. Tell us anything oh. new that's happening in your world. Oh, gosh, so much is new. You know, with everything speeding up, and there was a lot of talk of it in the news report tonight, because there is so much, the light is just getting lighter and the dark's getting darker, and that's just the reality that's, you know, was contracted for and was to be expected. All those of us who decided to incarnate and be part of this time are really experiencing the climatic times. The great opportunity is in that each moment, and we can... uh, we can go to the neutral. We can we can completely go back to creation point and and start from from absolute benevolent, clear, clean, neutral. Um, and we basically have to at this point because reality is shifting so quickly and fast. And what uh, we want to do is not let all the scary stuff overtake us, but become a vehicle for the light maps so strong that in each moment we create what is really essentially clear and clean and good. Um, I moved to New Mexico and have been here for two years and have been exposed to all kinds of dark stuff that my imagination wouldn't have occurred to go to, but being highly intuitive and sensitive, I would, I wouldn't, I, I know light things, but I had to note dark things by being here. I noted really dark things, and then I would go 
onto the internet and research um, to make sure what I thought was happening wasn't just my imagination and uh, people would call and tell me things and um, without going into a lot of scary details, let's just say the dark's getting darker and darker, the light's getting lighter and lighter. I fully agree that, yeah, don't think that you're not being watched by your own government and military at this point. You have to create your own reality and kind of complete karma with any of that. You have to kind of get so strong now that you just don't care. You you shine light so bright that whatever weird, bizarre, insane uh, trip is going on, you, you, you be the vehicle of something so wonderful and beautiful. Yes, that's very true. You know, in the Teton meetings in January and in July, one of the things that was brought up is that how the the shadow of of each individual on the planet has, is is allowed to rise up. In other words, we're having to take care of the shadow of 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 technology, the shadow of uh, families, relationships, you name it. The shadow is rising, and because the shadow is rising, it means that a lot of uh, energies are going to be dispersed transmuted, erased, and off the planet. How do you feel about what I just said? I'm in complete alignment. And what I'm doing all day now, because so many things are happening everywhere, is whatever is happening, I just clear myself with it. That's all I can do. So if I'm hearing about another natural disaster or the spying or any of that, in the moment that I'm hearing that, I'm declaring that any karma I have with that, and by karma I mean any energy that's anything other than neutral creation, I declare it complete for my past, my present, my future. So I'm not in opposition to it. I'm not part of it. I'm just here clear and complete, going deeper and deeper into that light. Yes, I I find that also. I'm finding a lot of people that I talked to recently do things because their friends are doing it, their family's doing it, and, and I keep asking them, is your name on this? And they go, well, what do you mean by that? I said, people need to find out what their name is on. Just because your friends are doing it doesn't mean that you should be doing it. So discernment is really up right now for finding out your masterships, your talents, and what you should be doing on the planet has nothing to do with maybe what other friends and family are doing. People need to, uh, you know, really get into their own energy patterns and realize that they have light and dark in in their systems and they need to transmute their dark into light. And that's what I'm telling my clients. Are you telling them the same thing? Absolutely, and I, I'm i complete alignment with you on the discernment because it's really a time where each of us is being nudged, prodded, even forced to fully trust our own connection to source, which provides a unique way of mapping and working with the bigger light maps. So we can't really trust or count on anyone else um, to tell us what's needed that that all already kind of declares a separation of ourself from ourself energetically can feel that we have to keep going back to our conversation with source it doesn't mean we won't be inspiring each other consulting each other helping each other but in 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 conversing with anyone you have to keep going back and asking yourself what is what are you here for what is your purpose in this moment now right so I know that you do a lot of work with animals, and tell us a little bit about how you came into know about how the the souls are reincarnating back again into certain into certain species. 
Well, I've talked for decades about all the reincarnation um, stories and my Jesse Justin Joy, who was Jesse the kitty and came back as Jesse Justin Joy, and now he's two years old. He's in his third body. He's Baji. But what was very um, eye-opening to me at this time, I thought about it a bit, but it became very visceral reality for me, was this time when he incarnated, he requested to have a little brother. And before it was just he was the only animal in the family per his request, per his life purpose and my purpose. Well, the little brother and him actually came from the same oversoul. And um, this was my first experience of that. Once they both came from Jesse, there are two distinct individuals carrying a combination of all the qualities Jesse had. And although uh, Baji is is like Jesse reincarnate, this soul sprout, this beautiful new being. Um, he's a baby, but he's an ancient at the same... He like carries all the ancient wisdom as a new creation. Bala, he, he was part of the same oversoul. And after that happened, I started getting all these different calls where, um, uh, for example, an oversoul would be on the other side but had incarnated part of themselves back into body or two people who shared an oversoul had located themselves across the country, things like that. It sounds so wild and far out. If you've experienced it, it just sounds normal. But if you haven't, it sounds, you know, like maybe I'm going a little off the deep end here. <laughs> but it, I actually, um, I just, I did quite a lot of research internally. I, I didn't really research it on the outside except to compare notes with colleagues and find out others that were experiencing the same thing. So how did you come upon the name Jesse? Oh, Jesse named himself long ago um, uh, for just me. And his first, well, we've been together lifetime after lifetime, but when he first came back to me in his first body this life, he said his name was just me, but I misheard and, and called him Jesse. And then later on he told me he liked Jesse so much that he didn't correct me. You know, I, I had a, a stuffed armadillo that I painted, and I painted it... Um, purple, uh, turquoise, white, and black, and I put all the uh, the Athena goddess codes on it, and when I when I went to name it, it told me its name was Jesse. <laughs> That's why I asked you about it. I thought, Jesse, why am I naming an armadillo Jesse? <laughs> so what I'm finding is that name for, for um, different activities that that's been happening that I notice in different places around the world. The name Jesse is there's something connected to it and I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how do we stay true to our purpose as star seeds and also be successful, you know, in the third dimension with our health and our money and our relationships? So, give us some insight to that. Well, of course, the heart is the knower of everything, and the personal heart connected to the universal heart, cleared, is the knower of everything, because, of course, the emotional heart isn't going to lead us uh, correctly. It's only part of the, the expression. So if we can continue to keep ourselves connected up into the light, high above, into the earth, down below, and then use our heart connected to the universal heart, as our instrument of awareness, our instrument of uh, guidance, then we know. We just we just know. And if 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 anyone on the 
calls feeling like I don't know, then you have permission from yourself to yourself in this moment. Now, if you choose with this transmission I'm sending out just to help, really you're, you're your own transmission. I'm just reminding you to allow yourself to be cleared of any, of, of any conditionings that got planted in your DNA or in your life anytime, anywhere that made you think you didn't know what you're here about and who you are. It's all right there in your heart. Lavendar, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, was, I had I had muted it and I had forgotten to come back. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. But really, uh, the the answer is more of an energetic than a in a verbal, and the verbal explains it. But what I'm doing as I speak and right now is I'm sending out <clears throat> that energetic and love and compassion because there are so many. Uh, occurrences that can get woven into one's consciousness once one incarnates or um, through different incarnations or just walking into an environment that's intense. So I'm just sending out a transmission so anyone who chooses um, can not don't align with me, but it, remember from the transition that as you send once again your light up into the sky and your light down into the earth and listen to your heart you you do have complete uh, wisdom and awareness of the unique you, the flavor you, and what that is. And it really has to be felt. It has to be felt very deeply. But this transition transmission, excuse me, will help um, just co- completely neutralize immediately, which is really we have to work at the speed of light at this time on the planet. We just have to. Um, anything else that's gotten in the way. Right. Would you give us some examples of some of the um, sessions that you've had concerning animals and the healing of animals and different experiences. You don't have to tell us who the clients are or anything, but just give us some um, information about how you work with animals. Absolutely. Um, one of the most important things universally across um, all the animals right now is really wanting to be honored and understood for that magnificent, awakened, uh, special, unique beings they are. Um, really it's what people need from each other too. Everyone you meet is a genius of some sort, human and animal. And the animals are quite communicative about how much they love to be treasured and seen. When we wipe our slate clean of the assumptions and anyone we meet we behold in gratitude with the assumption, only assumption, that we have a magnificent genius in front of us, animal or person, and we just hold them in that love, everyone starts to surprise you with how amazingly gifted that one is. And the animals are calling out to the humans a lot to please uh, begin to treat each other like this, this opens up doors for so much good and so much light. It counteracts this, um, it, you know, the polarity um, that we were talking about before that's also coming up on the planet. So can you give us an example of, of something that you've done with, say, a cat or a dog or a horse recently that you've worked with, something that someone came to you with a problem and, and, and how you were able to give them the solution? Sure. A cat was peeing on uh, furniture, which was unusual for that particular cat. And uh, when I spoke to the cat, the cat explained that she had tried to get her person's attention in every way possible, 
but the person was just spinning her mind, spinning it, spinning it, and she wanted the person to calm down and come back to herself, the truth of herself. Every invitation the cat presented, this person wasn't hearing it because she had gotten into this mind spinning, spinning, spinning. So when the cat prompted the person to call me and I delivered the message from the cat, the person felt very loving towards the cat and very grateful and now understood the cat was peeing as a last resort out of profound love. So the person immediately got to focus on bringing herself back to a calmer state where she could be more receptive to other energies. And, of course, the cat um, discontinued the peeing. I was talking to a horse earlier um, today, and the horse was just emanating this beautiful, healing, magic, kindness. Um, But because the horse was so kind, patient, um, uh, uh, not one that would complain, um, the person didn't know the extent to which the horse was having some physical pretty severe hidden issues and the horse didn't want to be a burden or complain but then the horse was so thankful that when I I told the person the person would do anything to help the horse um, which is just a, a reminder that the animals are going through all the things we're going through they can be very spiritually evolved and struggling because they're a teacher and someone's not listening or they could be very spiritually gifted um, and struggling because they have a hidden physical um, imbalance that needs attention. So there's a couple of, uh, of examples. How about dogs? Do you have many clients that have problems with dogs? Yeah, I, I talk to dogs all the time. <laughs> all kinds of things are going on with dogs. You know, um, I was talking to a dog recently who uh, was, um, ha- the person was upset because the dog was charging in the park, and then the dog so um, loving, joyful, happy, and all of a sudden charging at uh, another dog in the park. And, you know, the person was confused, but the dog was explaining that actually the dog was charging, but only when when somebody gave out a kind of negative energy first. It wasn't random charging. And then on top of it, the dog was explaining, please try to understand what it's like to have the D- my DNA. Okay, I don't actually, I agree. Maybe charging isn't the best idea, but try to help me because what happens is in my body, which isn't a human body, it's this dog body and this particular dog body that I am, I feel the negative energy, protection, it's like an impulse, protect, and I go running off before I can even control myself. It it was so helpful for the person to hear, and also the person could relate because the person's struggling with their own, some habits. We all can have habits that are out of control. It could be addictions or it could just be what we call habits. But by the dog being so honest about like, hey, you know, this is kind of out of control. I got this impulse. The person was able to have compassion for herself because she was struggling with some habits. She was um, talking meanly to herself internally, and then she could be more compassionate and say, oh, yeah, you know, I got these programmings. I have these habits. They kind of take over me, and now maybe I can have a more compassionate, tender approach to help myself, and also I can um, work with the dog because I have better understanding now. Yeah. So where where you live in New Mexico, are you experiencing a lot of different kinds of birds? Do you have a lot of owls that come around where you live? 
Yes, One Night an Owl was singing right to me by the window all night. Yeah, hawks, ravens, just like when I was in California, owls, um, hummingbirds, all the same. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful yellow finches and all kinds of birds. Yes, yes. Oh, and the most beautiful thing is where I'm living um, twice a year. I'm in the. I didn't know when I moved here I would be in a migration place. So. The birds, I'm on these beautiful three acres. It's like there's all this light in here and out here. The cats and I fully programmed it, shifted it, changed it. So we're kind of like in our own heaven on earth oasis. It's, I go out to do an errand and I come home and I'm like in a different planet, literally, <laughs> I truly am. And, and um, the birds, so the birds migrate in one direction and then back the other direction. Tons of flocks of birds twice a year, right, through, right over our house. It's so, so beautiful. Yeah. I think you're in 5D in your house. I think the energies have been created for 5D. Do you notice that a lot of things that disappear, like you'll put something down on the counter, you'll walk out of the room, you'll come back, and it'll be gone? Have you had that happen? <laughs> um, let's see. I don't think I've had that happen, but we're definitely in a lot of different realms than the 3D, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So ha- have you been over to Hawaii? Have you been talking to the whales and the dolphins? Have you taken any trips over there? Yes, I've taken a number of trips. I was all ready to move, and then the uh, lava started going strong, and then I was all ready to move, and then the um, hurricane went strong. So um, I haven't been as in contact with the dolphins and the whales as usual, but they're coming in right now, and they're actually um, sending a lot of energy. I'm sure your listeners are feeling it, and... um, they're sending the playfulness and also the patience. They're really, um, they're, they're talking about the patience it takes um, for long, long, long-term evolution to occur and how it can occur through contrast. Um, and they're saying that some whales are saying they too feel the sorrow of, uh, uh, of sorrowful occurrences happening on our planet. I mean, I know I was... I was hoping, like, this was going to be Lemuria, like, this was going to be, I thought when I incarnated, this was the time, like, we were going to make world peace, we were going to create Lemuria, we were going to return, we were, the light was going to win, so it is somewhat devastating how things are going, but it is also an opportunity to go in deeper and deeper into the heaven and the oneness. The whales are um, confirming, they, they have feelings about this themselves, and they even have some disappointment themselves, and the dolphins are talking about things are so different and odd right now that they're even like having meetings together about how how to face all this themselves they're having perplexedness i've never dolphins have never shared a perplexed state like this with me before not in a not not to worry you know they will continue their beautiful play and work in and out of the different realms but um they're just saying, you know, it's a time of not knowing. Everything is happening so fast that we have to keep going to not knowing and then create and then keep going to not knowing and then create. Or let the technologies come are, are uh, a little skewed and, and sometimes it's hurting these animals, the technologies that are now. Yeah, it's very hard on them. And they are confirming it is very much interrupting with their patterns. And then just like I was saying, no matter what I come into contact with, I have to create a I have to go deeper and let the the light patterns go go deeper and actually lavender you helped me when I first moved here cuz I'd never seen any the likes of this anywhere. I mean, I I have never been exposed to these kind of energies before. Nothing comes close. It is so odd to me. I I mean, I I just can't believe it. Not not in my house, not in the acres, but close enough and and you helped me to see like just 
don't give it any energy. Let them do that and, and keep going back to what I'm here for. So thank you. Well, I, I lived in New Mexico, and I know the kind of energies that rise up there. So it's like you know, when you want a good education on on things that go bump in the night, move to New Mexico. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're talking about the triangle thing, I don't know if it's what I saw, but right after the election, there was a you know a couple of years when I first got here, there was a triangle thing over, and I tuned in for a minute, and I quickly tuned out because the energy in it was so bad. And then... Um, but things happen all the time. I mean, the house lights up. <laughs> I'm used to light things happening, but I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the kind of light when the house, you know, those glows. That's been happening my whole life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about machine-made experimentation and, like, two beetles. I don't talk about this much because, you know, people would think I'm schizophrenic, but I, two beetles were following my cat around and then me around, and I'm very familiar with insects as well as animals. Well, that's not what beetles do. They, they don't fly in tandem and come up to your face and, you know, look you in the eye. They were clearly cameras, and I thought, okay, either I've gone insane and I've gone bonkers or there ha- there's such a thing as a beetle drone. So I ran to the Internet, typed in beetle drones. Sure enough, you know, military's experimenting with beetle drones. So that's just a little example. There's just um, there's experimentation going on here. And, and the only thing I can do is keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the light. Because if I get concerned with it and have a conversation with it and give my energy to it, that's not not what I'm here for. The first time I, I encountered one of these um, these bugs that have technology in it was in Las Vegas, and the year was 1970. Let's see, 77 or 78, and a big fly. A, a fly is so big that it, I thought that can't be a fly. <laughs> Swatted it and killed it, and then it re. It, resurrected itself and I killed it again it wrecked and it kept coming I thought I am losing my mind <laughs> so glad you can relate yeah that was a long time ago can you yeah. imagine what happened to me after I mean it's like <laughs> that was just the beginning of my training <laughs> well, and the, now and of course it's happening all over the place one time there was a, a cricket in in the bathroom and I had made a statement as I was taking a shower, and it was a statement apparently it didn't like, and it shut off all the electricity in the house at once. <laughs> okay, I can uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do have technology that they place in insects because the yeah. insects can go in and out of places that maybe people can't can't go, and no one's ever really, you know, talked about this much. You know, yes. you don't hear about what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but here's two interesting stories related to all this that I remember happened recently, but kind of are good heart stories. I know, I know for most decades of my life, I, I was sure that love could love could overtake all. The light could could in, invite everyone back. And, and now I understand the darks the darks really not interested in that right now, but. Um, one thing that happened is I was walking through these beautiful canyons here near where I'm living, and I go there to create realities, and there's usually no one there but me, maybe one or two other people, so it's very sacred, it's very um, vacant of any interference. And I, um, I, I understood from the canyons, speaking with the canyons and some of consciousness around here, that the, when the dark 
wanted to see what I would do if it tried to scare me. And I, I responded with love and humor and such a groundedness that, you know, it wouldn't, it could not shake what I came to the planet to do. Um, it was that, to my surprise, it, it expressed some relief. And I'm talking about like a kind of consciousness that's, that's here, that I found out here. And I'm not talking about like when I'm in Hawaii and we're all happy or the places I lived in California and we're all, it's very different. And I also had a, um, an ongoing situation, unfortunately, but this really happened with some neighbors. I never, I have one, a lot of very good neighbors here, but there were some neighbors who have not revealed themselves to me in person. But they kept doing all these psychic things and sending over a cat that was really troubled, and they clearly had 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 programmed the cat into some kind of cult. I've never encountered anything like that. It was my first experience with a cat that was coming from a really dark place. I tried to help the cat, you know, is aligned with that, did not want help, so I honored that. But it was very frustrating because I was having to kind of cleanse and neutralize and separate from this again and again and again. And then when we decided we're moving to Hawaii as soon as we can, these these neighbors that kept sending us this controversial, you know, messed up energy sent us this energy like they were so sad that we were going. And it, it really dawned on me, my, my innocence as a child where I really thought no matter how dark someone's being, deep in there is that love, it came right back because I was like, oh, okay, these, these neighbors are so wounded, they're so wounded that the only way they know how to bond, they can't even show up and show me who they are. They're sending me this dark psychic stuff constantly. And underneath it is like a need, a need for love. And you know, after all this stuff was happening, I did get a call, and it was from a local person who wanted my services and said he did grow up here and he was part of a cult where they, they abused him, like very, very, very bad abuse. Um, and he was one of the few who had escaped. The only reason I bring this up is, uh, well, I bring up the guy who escaped just to say, no, I wasn't making this all up. You know, some proof came in that everything I was psychically experiencing was physically real out there. But it was just another reminder to me that no matter how dark the dark, dark, dark escalates itself into, it really just, (laughs) somewhere inside there, it wants to come back to the light and the love. Because those neighbors were so so sad, and I, I was shocked because of the energy they were sending. I thought they just wanted us gone. So, so how far do you live from Cloud Cross, where, <laughs> where the sunspot place is? How far are you from there? I think it's about 40 minutes. Cloud Cross is just half an hour from here. Oh, then you're close. Yeah. 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 I'm very curious think- to know what's happening over there. That's the first time I heard about it on the news tonight, so I'm going to... I'm going to try to call some people that I know in Las Cruces that would be willing to go up there and look and look at that. So, yeah, yeah we, we need to know what's going on at Cloudcroft. That's always yeah. a very special place for me. When I lived in New Mexico, I went over there quite often. Have you been beautiful. to Riodoso yet? Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, well, outside of Riodoso and Alto is quite beautiful, yeah. There's I a lot of confusing. Alto. Yeah, you told me. You told me. I, I should really talk about good things now because I, I don't, I'm not bringing this up to scare anyone. For me, all this is very new experience. It sounds like you're familiar with it, but for me, it's just strengthened me so deeply. I mean, it just made the light maps inside me 
so much more grounded. So uh, it's not that I like these kind of realities I'm discussing, but I give thanks that they've forced me to choose to become much more um, grounded and strong in what I came to do on earth. But I, I don't want to leave people with that kind of kind well, of. Well, I think it's very helpful because the, sh- the shadow has been able to rise up now all over the planet and a lot of people need to know how to handle the shadow so i think it's very appropriate for you talking about it absolutely okay okay good i just hope it's my my invitation and hope to everyone it's used well not to scare you but to remind you how magnificent you are and how all these beautiful light uh ascended star seeds that come to your radio gatherings are you know you're so full of light and you're just special and wonderful and and these these odd things can just make us all the more more stronger in what we're we're doing if we right. choose that i'm path. noticing the time so i'd like to uh to to share you with our audience and with my co-host Ariel. so are you ready to uh to yeah, maybe talk to absolutely. some people that want to call and Love talk to. to you on the phone yes please yes okay so laurie okay. you oh, girl where you're going and keep up uh, with 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 me by email and send me Thank pictures you. along. I'd like to see some of the pictures of things that you're experiencing there. I'd like to ha- have that as a collection from you. Okay. Thank send you. I pictures. would be happy to. Yes. Okay, so back to you, Ariel. Okay. Wow. Um, I just I really like the message that you're sending out and and the way that you are um, presenting it. And it, I mean, I, and I have to agree. That with Lavendar, in the the shadow has been turned loose. All the eclipses that we've had um, kind of prodded this along, but um, you know, it's just like it, it, as a civilization, we've been sweeping a lot of things under the rug, and sooner or later, you have to you have to pick that up and clear it out. So yes, you know, when, yes. when the I- when the shadow presents itself. It's there so that we can deal with it. Um, I love know, that. Just, Thank you for that that yeah. clarity and illumination. And and I want to um, share with the group that also when I'm doing all these clearings that I spoke about earlier throughout the day, I keep bringing it back to myself. I think that's the best we can do right now. So as soon as it, anything gets a rise out of me, like there's another hurricane, if I'm having a huge reaction, it's not that it's right or wrong, but in, in my world at this point, I'm noting a reaction, and, and what I choose to do is immediately declare that that karma between me and natural disasters is complete before, now, now, and forevermore, and then see all the light that comes through you, see how you go right back. You go to like this deep neutral place, and then you're, you're just in the moment, and you're in the moment like going so deep into the light, into the eternity. So I'm just doing that with myself all day, every time there's a response to something, and then asking myself, where am I creating now? Like, what's the intention now? Well, that's that's really good, and it covers so many different kinds of situations. You know, anytime something gets a reaction out of you, you know, emotionally, you know, if you if you lose your temper or you have that that moment of of fright, that's an opportunity to um, yes. to take it up a notch and yes. um, you know and cleanse that. And certainly, if you I mean, if you make that as a, as a daily practice, um, if, eventually, I mean, you'll be you'll be so balanced that you could you could stand in the wind and not and not fall down. 
Yes, so it's a, a beautiful practice to to invite everyone who chooses to partake in. So simple, and yeah. like you said, it takes you into such a deep balance that less and less can you expand more and more, and less and less can rock your your world. But I also want to point out, because sometimes people say to me, like, oh, well, then can I go sit with a lion, and can I, like, I'm not going to walk into it. I I, I mean, I maintain my temple, and I stay in it most of the time. (laughs) I'm not looking for troubles, and I don't advise anyone to, so I just wanted to uh, add that. (laughs) Well, sure, sure, but when it comes your way, you can't, you have to deal with it. Exactly, yes. Yeah. When it comes your way, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, um, I'd like to share one other thing. Can I, or are we? I guess we're running out of time. Yeah, I was just going to um, tell you that we have a caller um, already waiting to to speak with you, and I was also going to say that if if anyone has a question or comment for Lori, um, if you're already on the switchboard, all you need to do is press one. And um, if you're listening on the computer, then pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1, and uh, Kathy and Jada will get you uh, ready to come on the air. So make your point, and then we'll pick up our caller. Well, since I got here, it's kind of gone back and forth. At this point, I'm clearing all the subtle stuff, but it started out with lots and lots of dramatic stuff. And... And it hasn't been so recent since the dramatic stuff started, but it 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 showed me how protected how protected I feel by the by the light itself, the light that is us and comes through us. And an example is I was on the phone with a client the other day, and I don't cut clients off, but I hadn't I don't remember ever doing it before. But I suddenly got a message to come outside immediately from my cat, my one year old Bala Gopala, and I said I'm so sorry, but I have to go. There's an emergency came up and can I call you back in 20 minutes? And she said, sure. And I went outside and there was Bala with his nose about an inch from a coiled six foot rattlesnake. They were nose to nose and Bala's like, look mama. And he was just totally innocent. And luckily, and Baji was, the other cat was right nearby. And luckily I was called out at just the right time. And I, you know, there's not a lot you can do without endangering yourself or the cat, but in the moment without having to think about it, I just knew what to do. And the cats never hear me scream, so I screamed, go inside, so they would know it was serious. They'd never, they weren't experiencing me ever like that. So they did. They walked to the left. I walked to the right. The snake was actually really nice, but, you know, it was getting close to coiled, cockhead, an inch from my kid, you know, rattle six feet so everyone turned out fine the snake left the cats went inside i went inside and it 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 was such an affirmation to me like yeah all this stuff is happening like you say the shadow is coming up in every way and like complete neutralization protection return to peace is uh is is right there that's a good story that's a good story and and good that you were listening and um, and got up and, and checked it out. Yeah, I feel grateful, so, so grateful. Yeah. 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 So um, our caller is, is Joanne, and uh, let me get the mic open here. Hi, Joanne. You Hello. are on the air. Hey, you're hi, on Joanne. the air with Dr. Lori. Uh, hi. Um, 
I just wanted, to, well, there's two things. One I wanted to mention is our first cat came back to us three more times. And the, oh, I counted yay. between cat number three and four, 12 similarities. And oh. one of them was they were both born in a boat. And when you live in New Mexico, there aren't that many boats. <laughs> and the one cat here was born in a boat. The second cat was born in a boat um, in Venezuela. But regarding sunspot, I just heard about it tonight. I am in Rio del Sol five times a year for several years. The last month I have been up there three times, and not this weekend, but the last two weekends. There, the weather there has changed dramatically. They are having rainstorms like Florida, flooding. The road was closed between Alamogordo and Rio del Sol. You know, the horse races canceled. Power lightning, like you cannot believe. Uh, the power went out two weekends in a row at the convention center, and even the emergency lighting went out. Uh, it is very green. rains a lot up there now. Uh, dramatic change. And I don't know what to make of it either. But um, something definitely is going on that's cha- changed up there. And I know um, Lavender wanted to know about the Rio Doso area. Oh, okay. But, um, well, I I'm in where I am. It's very peaceful. I I mean, I'm ten minutes from one of the towns you just mentioned, but I'm in a different town none that you mentioned, and um, I'm not sure exactly, are you asking me what, what it's all about? Like, is that natural weather change, or is it experimentation, or is it something else? Or, I mean, we know that the whole natural systems are um, completely discombobulated from all the technical advancement that has thrown the waters and the earth and everything into complete disarray. The permacultural natural system is is not working and and so there's that going on everywhere and then you know throw in experimentation going on i don't know where it's going on and where it's not going on um i haven't tuned into that um but i mean in terms of weather that is i mean i assume it's going on here um is that answering your question what you're wondering about or is there something more to it well, yeah, I was wondering uh, if you had gotten any impression about it, but I, if I understand this correctly, you're new to the area, and I did not get the name of the town you're in. I'm going to not say it on the um, on the okay, air, okay. but if you email I, me, I I'm happy to email you back. Yeah, I'll email okay. you back. Yeah. Uh, okay, but so you're in that area, but all I can say is it's dramatic change. Got it. Yeah, I didn't know because I well, I've been here for about two years now, and I'll, I'm on my way out. But yeah, interesting. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank I've you. enjoyed listening to what you had to say. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Once okay. again, I just want to reiterate, and I want to reiterate in response to her question that we see all over the world right now. Again, the. The na- nature is completely out of balance, and and the shadow and everything that we have c- 
created, humanity has created, you can't, it has to erupt, it has to come out, it has to pour out, it has to rain out. And then I believe there's, there, you know, there's experimentation going on too. So we have both, we have natural disasters going on. Why don't we call them natural expressions? And we have um, facilitated situations going on, both. Yes. I, everywhere, I but it's everywhere. That. It's everywhere. I, I, you can't escape. It's hard to find a place where it's not right now. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear you say that. I might be looking for such a place. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> if I find one, I'll let you know. Send me your email and I'll, t- I'll tell you where I am. But here's the thing. I, you can create it. See, that's, what, that's why I shared the snake story. I mean, I'm here on three acres. It's beautiful. And when I got here, I saw there was a lot of weird stuff going on. We cleared it and cleaned it. So we're in, we're in many different realms. Lemuria's here. Many realms are here. Yes, the fifth dimension is here. Other dimensions, the dimension of oneness, the dimension of unconditional light and love and healing. All kinds of things are right here in this house on this acreage. When we came, there were a lot of militant bugs. I was used to very loving, highly evolved insects. Militant bugs were spying. And now they're gone, and a lot of the time we have sweet bugs and all kinds of beautiful wildlife. So like attracts like. So it's a time where you have to create a microcosm wherever you are, starting in yourself, in your home, in any earth around you, land around you. That's, what, that's the key these days. You can't kind of go to the outside because it's crazy everywhere, so you have, to, you have to create it inside and in your own um, place where you dwell, in your car, in your home, in yourself. Basically, I am doing that, but thank you. Um, I appreciate hearing that. Just manifest it. Yes, I'm sure you're doing that, and I'm just speaking to the whole group. Yes, thank you yes. for sharing that. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lori. Okay. Thank well, you. thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling. Nice to hear from you okay. again. Okay, right. bye-bye. Bye. Okay, um, well, we didn't actually um, talk about this, but are, are you willing to answer questions that people might have about their pets? Absolutely, yeah. Or about themselves. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, both. Okay. Well, I'll just put that out there. If you have a um, a, a pet and a puzzle, uh, something that you need to understand, um, Lori is offering to help, so uh, get it while you can. Just uh, if you're already on the switchboard, just press one, and we'll bring you on the air. Otherwise, you can call 917-889-8292, and then once you're in, press one. So, um, <laughs> I've been going over this in my head like all day. You know, should I ask Lori this or should I not? Should I just let the <laughs> let the listeners ask questions? But I do have a puzzle that maybe you yeah. can uh, give me some insight with. Um, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old black Labrador retriever. His his name is Trevor, and he does not like the water. I've been trying to get yeah. him to go swimming, and he clearly doesn't like it. Yeah, and that's he not never natural. liked it, any of the lifetimes. Also, this guy's been human before. Did you notice or did he tell you? He's not... He's not always a dog. And um, when he's a human, he doesn't like the water. He's funny about it, actually. Um, yeah, it's not like he's afraid. He just doesn't like it. I, the first time I took him swimming, 
he he went out, he swam like a like a champ, came back around, got up, it was in a pool, got out of the pool, and it's like, nah, didn't like that, and I couldn't get him to do it again. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's just not his thing. He's saying it's just never been personal preference for him. You know, it's like um, if I told you, oh, do you want to play checkers, and you said, what, checkers? You know, I don't have any interest. It's just It's just not personal preference. It's just not... We all have what we like and we don't like. We can, sometimes we can think if someone doesn't like something, maybe there's a trauma, we need to shift it. But um, you could, I mean, he's saying this is my preference. He's also saying if it's really important to you, he'd be willing to go through a learning curve process with you to see if he can undo it, to derive more pleasure and feel more comfortable in it. Um, and of course, when we're we're trying to recondition ourselves to anything, if there's old trauma from 17 lifetimes back or whatever, and if it's more than a preference, we can we can ask that that be extracted from our our body. Um, but it does bring up lots of memories from him, not really this life, other lifetimes, and 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 some of them might keep saying it, but they're very human. He's he has bad memory imprints of the water when being human. It just wasn't pleasing or fun. Hmm. Well, he's he's missing out, and 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 I feel like we're both missing out because it's I live on a lake, you know, and we walk by the water, and neither one of us. I mean, I could go in, but I want to I want to do it with him. But um, so well, if I if I try it. to work with him and yeah, he is willing for you to. He's willing out of his love for you to work on unconditioning, but you'll have to sit with him through the different memories that come up. He might have to get in and go out and, and have some memories come up and release them and then do it again more than once to, to create the comfort. But he, would, it, he doesn't care that much himself, but if it means something to you, he would go through that because he loves you. And you can take him through that process by giving him full permission to let the memories come up and and be open to him exp- to him expressing memories. I don't say this about most dogs, but every once in a while I meet a dog who starts talking about their human lives too, and that's part of the picture here. So memories from there too. Even if you're not sure what the memories are, just let him cathart. Just give him permission. You can tell me. You can think them. You can feel them. You can see them. And I'm here to embrace you as you go through that process until we can create that it's more enjoyable for you. Well, thank but, you. Thank yeah, you. I just, I, just, I kind of wanted to be sure that there, was, <clears throat> there wasn't some kind of a, you know, a trauma, although, I mean, I, I had him, I, I, I've had him from the age of eight weeks, so I know nothing yeah. bad has ever happened to him in the water in this lifetime. This life, yes. Yeah. But yeah. There, there is fear mixed in. Like, to him, he's like, well, it's my personal preference to do things I like, what you know, why bring up the fear? But again, he'll bring it up to cleanse it if he can to, so you can share that because you really want to share that water with him. Um, yeah, so that, it, I don't feel terror. I just feel some old fears about water. I don't feel horrific drowning or anything like that, but just not like kind of unha- unpleasant experiences, not from this life. Yeah. So you, well, we like can I said, you can, work, yeah. yeah, we work on <clears throat> transmuting that and, uh, and letting him feel the joy 
uh, that that is waiting for him. Well, thank yeah. you for that, Lori. So sure. we have another caller who is ready now. Um, you're going to be talking to Terry, so let me get your mic open, Terry. All right, you're on the Hi. air with Dr. Lori. Go ahead. Hi, Dr. Lori. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Welcome. Uh, hi there. Thank you. Um, I have a question for you. Um, sure. We we I have a doggy, and her name is Ruby, and um, we adopted her when she was less than a year, and um, she just seems very uncomfortable. Like you know, I think she she senses spirits and. Um, and the other thing is, is, um, she's just, she's got some aches and pains and, um, but her nails, her, her toenails grow so long that, um, you know, even if we cut them twice a month, it wouldn't be enough to to keep up with the growth. And my main concern is that she's comfortable here while, you know, as comfortable as she can be, you know. Uh, while while we're all here on Earth together, so if I can. And how help, old is is she now? Um, Ruby, let's see. Uh, Ruby is nine. Okay. Just a little over nine. Well, and there's a part, lot. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. There's a lot I was going on. Say she's, yeah, part Rhodesian Ridgeback, um, part uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback, part Lab. She's she's yeah she's. She's dear to me, actually, so. Yeah, she would like it if it could just be okay. Like, there's a lot going on with her, and she is empathic, so she is not just expressing what's up with her. She's expressing she's an empath. What? So she, but she would like it to be okay, that she would like to have you just tell her, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You feel like that. It's it's okay, this is happening, it's okay. Um, like, it, it's kind of an invite to um, make whatever's happening at the deepest level okay. Like, okay, some emotions are happening or some non-preferences are happening, but it's okay. Like, that's one of her lessons she's trying to teach to you, to invite you to experience that through all these coming and goings of non-preferred whatevers, it's okay. That's the deepest part of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I hear that. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there, is there um, to your knowledge, is there anything we could do um, to offer her some comfort with uh, her, her toenails and her feet specifically because – her nails grew so long that now she's like has arthritis in her feet, and I just it makes me feel bad. Well, that's a physical veterinarian prob- problem. If your Western vet isn't helping, that would be something for a holistic vet to address. I'm not a vet, or you know, I don't work. Right. With- okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if you could tap into something because I think it's something in her body that's making her. You know, because her nails grow extremely long, and and um, I was just wondering. We've never been able to get to the bottom of this, so to speak. Well, um, she says that it, it is very uncomfortable for her, and there is mm-hmm. like a yeah, there is there's like an energy and something physical like pushing, causing that. That um, it doesn't feel genetic. It feels um, like 
there, there's, there, I believe there's something in the body that isn't fully cleansed out, like a, a heavy metal kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. something in the body um, that's having a very unusual um, reaction than, than, than you would usually see because there's like this, this odd energy and kind of something um, physical right down um, where, the, where the nails are growing and, and pushing. Um, so, like, a, you could do, like, a biofield test to, to see what, what needs to be cleansed from the body, a biofield test. Um, biofield. Yeah, if you email me after the show, I could, I could email you, um, uh, I could email you a practitioner who could do that. Okay. Well, that's terrific. Um, we take her to, like, uh, an acupuncturist, and oh, she great. seems to yeah, enjoy that. Great. And, oh, good. And, um, yeah, so I just, I just, her happiness means some, means a lot to me, actually. So. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it's coming from a spiritual or emotional problem. It, it feels like something, like really something in the body is off. So, um, yeah, so shoot me an email and I'll send you that info. Oh, terrific. Listen, I, I, I appreciate you taking my call. And, um, Thank you so I, much for loving your dog so much to call. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you, doctor. Okay. Yeah. You know, her I question will. also reminded me that I wanted to offer a free tape I made just for tonight for the listeners that is to help people when we're going through your animals or you are going through some troubles as star seeds and you need um, – you need a little assistance really quickly. So anyone who wants to email me for that, I'll, I will, it's a gift I'll send over also. Okay. So we'll get your email off, off, the, off the site. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much again. Yeah, I thank just, you. Okay. I totally appreciate thank everything. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Terry. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And uh, once again, um, Dr. Lori's website is Anna Miracles, and that's A-N-I Miracles.com forward slash new. But there's also AnnaMiracles.com, which was the previous version of your website. So, And your contact info is all on there, correct, Lori? Yeah. Can I state the email just to make it simple for people right now? Well, sure. Sure, if you want okay. to. Okay, so it's my name, Lori Moore, L-A-U-R-I-E Moore, M-O-O-R-E, period, session, that's S-E-S-S-I-O-N, another period, seminar at gmail.com, lorimore.session.seminar at gmail.com. Okay. All right, then. Well, um... Let's see, we've got, let's see, one, I'm trying, okay, I don't know, switchboard got all jumbled up here, I don't know how that happened, Um, so I guess it's Joe Ellen is next, so I'm going to get your mic open here, just hang on a second, as soon as that pops up, okay, hi Joe Ellen, you're on the air with Dr. Lori, go ahead with your question. Hi, how are you? Hi, good, how are you? I'm all right. I, uh, yeah. My question is, you know, I, I I just adopted a dog, and I just love him to death. He's a really super awesome dog. 
And I've got a side yard that I put in a, uh, an invisible fence, but I found out later that it's a common area, and I live in this kind of a zero-lot community. And I've got these old ladies that are not – let me repeat that. i got these elderly ladies that are just busybodies right now, and I'm just wondering – I just don't know what to do because my dog needs to run and, you know, he's but a pup. Do you mean that they're, you're, the people, the women, the elderly women are upset with you or they, they won't give your dog space? Or I'm not quite getting what's... Yeah, they're there's no space? in an invisible fence. Oh, they did. Oh, uh, that's weird. I okay, put it in. Invisible. They're upset. Oh, they're okay. They're upset because it's apparently common area, which... Okay, you common, put it in, but no they want... It. Okay, now I get it. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah. need space. You need space for your dog, correct? Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just... I just want to make this little puppy happy, and, you know, there's not very many parks around here. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy. He's very... He's very he is happy. He's very joyful, but he does. You're right. He needs... He needs place to to run and jump and play. He really does. So have you found some parks? You said there aren't a lot, but is there some park you can there, go to I, regularly? I found some, um, yeah, I just, I just, you know, I don't know why he doesn't. I asked him to come and he doesn't come, but that's probably the puppy in him. I'm not sure. Um, so the problem is you mean when you go to the park and you ask him, to come back, he doesn't, or you, he doesn't want to get he in the does, car. He does. He doesn't come. Yeah. He doesn't want to come when I ask him to come. And, um. And. Yeah, he wants know. to play as much as possible. Is what he's saying. Yeah, I know. I just don't know what to do. If I should, <laughs> I just moved in this place, and I didn't realize how irritable these ladies were. And he's such a good little dog. He's such a happy boy. And, you know, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good owner for him and all that. And he's so happy. your main questions are how can I provide the best life for my dog? That's really your question. How can I provide the best life for my dog? How can I provide the happiest life? How can I provide the happiest experiences? And these yeah. barriers have come up. And so what I would suggest is you live in the question. Just keep asking yourself in life, how can I, how can I, and let, let new answers show up. How can I make peace with these women? How can I open up a new door? You, and, and you don't know the answer yet, but the more you're focused on living in these questions, the more the universe will answer the questions favorably, will we'll pr- start to provide different answers. That would be my thought. Well, that's, that's good advice. Um, are, is, um, I mean, I did do the right thing, didn't I? I mean, everyone said I shouldn't have gotten a dog, but then I did anyway because I, you know, hadn't had a pet in a long time. No, you two were meant to be together. It's it's destiny in a positive way. It wasn't random. You two are meant for each other. Yeah, you absolutely did. Yeah, don't worry what they okay. said. You knew in your heart, and, and it's mutual between you and, and your canine beloved. Absolutely, yeah. He's such a good boy. And do you happen to know about how old he is? Because he was uh, 
They didn't know because he was a found dog. I'm not sure, actually. I don't know. I um, I don't know. Was he lost in a hurricane, or did he just kind of run away from where he was? What hurricane are you referring to? Uh, he's from the south. He's from where? The south. Oh, okay. Just a minute. Um, he's showing people before in his life, but I'm not getting any missing of them or any big bond or anything like that. Oh, there they are. They're stronger now. So, yeah. So there was someone in, um, in his life before, and... And he's he's choosing to focus on his on his happiness with you, since it was it actually he did go through a very sad period about that. Oh, and was it, yeah. yeah. Was it caused by a hurricane? Just a minute. Um, I feel nature was involved in it. It, it. I don't know if it was a hurricane because at least if it was, he was somehow in he somehow stayed in good places for it. Um, like he he must have gone inside something because he's not. There's no trauma in him from that from a hurricane. There's not. He's not so showing where, a lot from a hurricane. Where he was before, did he have a lot of area to run? I mean, I just feel so bad that he just can't yeah, run. Yeah, he know him. he knows what it's like to run. Yeah, he's had more space before. Yes. Oh, gosh. I just feel so bad. But what would be good is you're so sweet and so loving. That's why you feel so bad. But just change it and and start focusing on, okay, because it's better for him, too. What can we be grateful about that we are sharing? And how might the universe supply us with a better situation for your running? You don't know what it is. We have no idea what it is. But just like I was saying, live in that question and focus on everything good that is happening because that's what helps him. Because he kind of goes with you. I don't say this about all dogs. We're all different. But he is that way. He kind of goes with your emotions. And so that would be really helpful for him. And then it's good for you, too. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Joanne, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Um, Well, um, I think that is all the questions for this evening. I don't see anyone else waiting. So um, I just want to once again say that your – hang on. There's, there's a, a, a Let me try to mute a microphone here. Um, Biological Paula has come in with a message for everyone. He's right here, my one-year-old kitten. <laughs> oh, yeah? Um, he He says, everybody play, relax, and play. He went. He said, "Relax and play." And he and Bozzy are sending love to all of you right now. And they said, "If you want anyone who wants to send love back, they love that." Yeah. Aw. Thank you, Paula. Well. He was staring at me so intensely, Mama. You have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a big hug to you, sweet little kitty, and uh, <laughs> thank you for the message. And Lori, thank you so much uh, for. You're sharing your time and being so generous with your your talent and your gift to help people and animals um, support each other um, more completely. And once again, your website is 
Anna Miracles, that's A-N-I, miracles.com forward slash new to get to the new section of your website and your email address for follow-up um, questions and comments is, is on the, um, the website. Thank you so much for your generosity and having me back again and again. And my other kitty, Baji, is here sending his love to you and um, receiving love from everyone who likes to send it back. So we, lo- we love being with you. We thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. So um, we're going to wrap it up here. And much thanks to Dr. Lori Moore, animal communicator. And um, we will be back next week. Thank you to all of our uh, staff here. Staff, I should say. <laughs> That's not our, our team, our Starseed team. And uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, everyone, take care of yourselves and look for something to be grateful for every day. Until next week, bye-bye. been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 